The Frequency Podcast with Nautica De La Cruz and Amy Lopez. Amy. Nautica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's been a while. It has. Yes. For the listeners. <laughs> Not for me and you. <laughs> right. We see each other all the time. Yeah. It is the Frequency Podcast. This is season seven, episode one. I'm Nautica De La Cruz. I'm Amy Lopez. And so uh, we have a lot to talk about today. A um, lot of catching up, I should say. Uh, we were gone for about two weeks. Um, one week, we always take a break between seasons. And then the following week, I had to prepare my daughter Brooklyn for uh her going to college yeah and speaking of school so Mateo is now in school school has already started I'm sure that everywhere school has already started yeah I think it started everywhere already. okay mm-hmm. so well, some people is like mid-August late August and then I know East Coast is a little bit after Labor Day weekend yeah when I was in school I used to start after Labor Day yeah me too I don't know what happened now they start early and they get out early that's weird I don't know. I know. But how's Mateo doing in school? He's good. He has decided that he is going to be a top student this year. Oh, okay. He just woke up one day or on the first day he said, you know what, mom? He's like, fourth grade is different. It's like in third grade, I was doing just random dumb stuff and stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. He goes, and then it's like in fourth grade, I'm not dumb and stupid anymore. I don't know. Okay. I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> the explanations that he gives me sometimes crack me up. Now, why did he set this goal? It was on his own. Okay. Like, I decided uh, this year that I was not going to harp down on him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was a very, uh, it was a lot of adjustment for him. Okay. So I think that instead of going easy on him last year, I kind of, you know, put my foot down and was really pushing him. So this year, I just, you know, we had a talk the weekend before school started. And I said, you know, you're going to a different grade. And, you know, this is after this year, one more year of elementary school, and then you're in middle school. And, you know, so we just talked about um, his older brother, Ryan, and how he switched schools. So he was able to see that difference type of thing. That transition. Uh, The transition. So he got excited and he's like, oh, okay, well then I need to buckle down basically because I'm a big boy now. Okay. Have you noticed a maturity from third grade going into fourth grade with Mateo? I've noticed this sudden urge for skincare, uh, body hygiene, and <laughs> outfits. <laughs> no! Yes! Really? Yeah, he's all about, you know, putting uh, actual face moisturizer on. And I think okay. he gets that... From listening to you talk crap to me about my skincare Probably. routine. But um, I so noticed that he is gelling up his hair a little bit more. He is. He's doing his hair and he's making sure his outfits look good in the morning and that everything matches. And he's adding accessories now. It's it's crazy. It's funny to watch. He asked me for cologne the other day. Do you think it's a girl? I'd better not. Be. <laughs> okay. I was at back to school night and I had a talk with every single one of those parents that were in his radius and I let them know <laughs> the jealous look mom, Amy gave me <laughs> jealous mom over here so watch yourself and luckily the girl that sits next to him the dad her dad was there mm-hmm. and we made a pact like he's not going to judge me for being a jealous mom and I can't judge him for being a jealous dad and we're going to take painter's tape and put a line right down the middle <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you can't do that for too long but has he mentioned like any girl's name around you at all 
Uh, he has. Okay. Uh, there is one particular girl that I, I, you know, I won't say her name. Of course. But he's very much attracted to brains, which oh, is good. Oh, okay. That's good. So he's like, she's so smart. And if I have questions, she helps me and she makes it make sense. And, you know, they've challenged each other to do better mm-hmm. in class. I guess they have like a, a performance appraisal at the end of the day for each kid. So okay. they're both holding each other accountable and i was like all right i'm okay with that this is so amazing yeah. oh it sounds so but she cute. better keep her distance <laughs> i'm very happy for him yeah he said he, that his back to school was really nice and that he did tell me that he really likes his teacher he does yeah as strict as she is okay i feel like mateo does better with structure like stern direct expectations like almost military style like you like, wow (laughs) i'm kidding um yeah i think he just does better better with that than to a teacher that's laxed i see like pulled back like okay do what you can well mateo seems like that kid that likes to be challenged he does so that's what i'm saying like structure as opposed to here read as much as you can no you have to tell him here two chapters now he's like all right got it okay okay well, that's good. I'm glad to hear. I can't believe yeah. he has only about two more years to the until he goes to middle school already. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I like how you're giving me crap, but I want to see the day you see him with a girl. How if you're not gonna get all? Oh, I I I don't think I'm gonna like that. <laughs> see? But it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. Well, it's let's gonna not talk happen. about it. We'll get to that bridge when we get to it, and then we'll burn it down before we cross it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your kid is still in elementary, and my my daughter Brooklyn, uh, just we just dropped her off uh, college last week, and that's better bittersweet. So, um, I'm gonna try to get some energy out, but it's it's been Ooh. a little hard. Um, if I, I cried. I know you cried. I, I've cried. I, I still cry. It's only been a week since she left. But um, but she's doing good. She, I went, um, um, PJ and I went and dropped her off in Portland. And really cute dorm. She has uh, three other roommates. Uh, she does bunk with another girl, but they have their own bathroom, which is nice. So there, she's in Portland. Um, but I didn't know that when we moved her in, Portland, Portland State and Oregon State were all moving in that same weekend. So when we went to Target and we went to Walmart, there was literally nothing. Wow. All that college dorm area. Mm-hmm. Let me give you moms a piece of advice if your kid is going to college next year. Pre-buy that stuff, sh- that, that shit early or buy it online and pick it up to in the area where you're going to go, whether it's, you know, California, New York or whatever. Um, it was pretty much empty. I always got every time we went to a store, it's like I always got the last of the last, the last of the twin XL comforter, the last of the twin XL blanket, um, because dorms are that twin XL. Mm-hmm. So it's not like your average twin. It's they make those beds specifically for dorms. Yeah. Um. Really nice. She has uh, she has uh, one roommate. She's from Washington. The other roommate is from Colorado, and then the other roommate is from San Diego. So she had met her before. She's really really sweet. Um, she loves everything Hello Kitty. When I tell you that girl's room is all pink and pink and then some, 
I was like, oh, so I, I toned it down with grays so it could, you know, blend a little bit. Hey, that's my bathroom scheme. Yeah. Gray pink. Yeah, I like that color. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's good. Today was actually her first day of actual school because, you know, we went to orientation and she we did all she did all this other stuff. So I'm, I'm going to talk to her a little later and see how it went. Um, and I guess the, 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 the climate change and a little bit of stress, I know she broke out in a rash so she had to go to the doctor already but you know I told her to calm down she'll be okay um but you know talking about kids and college and school I was on the plane coming back from dropping her off um from PDX to Oakland and I met this young man his name is Michael and he is a sports researcher yes did you get his number no I did not because I did not (laughs) (laughs) Really nice guy. He works for the local um, TV station in the Bay Area. And um, uh, so it was funny because I was sitting next to him. And Portland to Oakland is about an hour and, I don't know, 35 minutes. And, you know, he had his laptop open. He had his phone open. And I noticed that he was like, he was watching two things at one time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And then I saw him with this. He Okay, so he had his phone open. He had a small laptop open. And then he had an iPad. And on the iPad, he was taking notes. And I was like, what does this guy do? So I finally, I, w- I noticed that he was watching a lot of football. And so I was like, uh, you know, when the uh, the stewardess comes around and she, she, she gives you peanuts mm-hmm. and your drink, whatever. And so that was my opportunity to talk to him. And I was like, hey, I, I, I was like, hi. I was like, my name is Nautica. And he's like, hi, I'm Michael. I was like, I'm kind of curious and nosy. I said, what do you do? <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm a sports researcher. Okay. And um, I was like, oh, OK. Professional gambler. I don't know. No, no. He works for... The, he That's works, a fancy word for a sports right. researcher. No, he works for... He, he gave me his business card. He works for the local TV station. So you did get his number. I you did. But I didn't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got caught. Um, so anyway, so we started talking. He started talking to me about football. I was like, huh? Okay. Um, I was like, talk to me about baseball or something different. But we started talking about sports and Bay Area teams and whatnot. And then, you know, he was like, what brought you to Portland? Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually from San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry. He's actually from Oakland. Um, and I was, I, so I was telling him, I was like, I dropped my daughter off. She goes to an art school, da, da, da. And then um, I said, do you have kids? And he's like, yes. And, um, and then he started asking me questions, which I thought, you know, we've never really talked about this um, as far as raising our kids. And so I said, do you have kids? Oh, first thing he said was, is how are you doing as a mom? I was like, I need a tissue right now. <laughs> so I did. I had tissues in my hand. And I said, do you have kids? And he said, yeah, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. I was like, okay. And he goes, well, I got time before they go to college. I said, listen, Michael, don't blink too hard. I said, because 18 years, we will come up so quick. You won't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, so he asked me, he said, how do you know if your kid is going to turn out all right? And I said, Michael, you don't know if your kid's going to turn out all right. And he was like, but, but how do you prepare them? And I said, well, part of it is to be the best parent that you could be. And he says that he works a lot. So he feels like he doesn't spend enough time with his children. Um, and then 
he also asked me, he goes, how do you prepare them for college? And I was like, well, you got to make sure that they graduate high school. <laughs> he was like, okay, 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 okay. And, and I said, and also I said, one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give you is definitely, I said, you should, if you don't have a college fund for them now, I said, you need to start one. I said, because college is very, very expensive. And hopefully they go, they go to school like you on a football scholarship. When I tell you this guy looked like a football player, I think that's what was kind of enticing. I was like, mm -hmm. this guy's buff. Like, I know he's a sports junkie, but also I, you know that he played some sort of football. In he looked college. like an athlete. He, I thought he was an athlete. Oh, I mean, I, I, I was in the middle and then there was an older man next to me and his shoulders were taking much, pretty much the whole row. He also asked me, how do you know if you are a good parent? And how do you know, Amy, if you are a good parent? I don't know if I'm a good parent. Okay. Um, I think there's little cues that are affirmations for me. Okay. Uh, one, when he's hurt, he seeks me. Ah, okay. um, when he's scared or nervous, he seeks me. So I feel like I'm, I give him that strength that he needs to, to reinforce for him that he can do things, you know, that he's got it or whatnot. So, and then also when he's excited, when he's excited and happy and wants to, to share something that he's like, I couldn't wait for you to get me because I have to tell you something. <laughs> so I feel like that those are good indicators that, you know, you're a good parent because mm -hmm. I think that I've had friends who aren't able to share things with their parents. Right. You know, so why? Because they're either super beyond strict to where they don't open themselves to have that open dialogue with their kid or um, unfortunately they're not around enough to build a relationship so they start telling other people you know their ups and their downs and asking other people for advice because that parental figure is missing uh, mm -hmm. for whatever reason right you know either their parents are split up or maybe never was raised with a father um, I had a few a few um, friends who always looked for uh, comfort in in a parent of another friend or whatever. Um, so I think that those, those I mean, other than people telling you mm -hmm. that you're a good parent and you're a good mom and you got this, I mean, I always find that kind of like um, not embarrassing, but it, it gets you it, – how can I explain it? Like in, in Spanish, it's te pones chiviada. Oh. Like uh, uh, bashful? Yeah, you get bashful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like, thanks. Like, I feel like I'm barely holding my head up above water. Right. <laughs> but thank you. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's, at least for me, mm -hmm. those are indicators that the kids do reach out for advice. They do ask for advice or ask for comfort from you as a parent. I think that that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I said something similar to that. And, you know, he, he, I think what I got from Michael in our conversation on the airplane was that he feels that because he works so much, he says that he works long hours, but he says on the weekends he doesn't work. And so he just tries to consume all of their energy and tries to be the fun dad. And I said, but you know, you could be the fun dad. I said, just don't be the fun dad on the weekend. I said, and, and you know, he's married, he's been married for, he said 12 years. Um, 
But I said, don't, uh, don't just be the weekend fun dad. I said, be the fun dad every single day a little bit. And I said, you know, your kids are eight and 10. And I said, drop them a note in their lunchbox mm -hmm. or a joke or a riddle. You know, they're, I said, especially your eight-year-old daughter. I said, you know, she's still a little giddy and, mm -hmm. and she likes that. Like, oh, my dad wrote this, you know? And he was like, I never thought of that. And I was like, yeah. I said, do you have post-its at the house? He goes, I have tons. I was like, well, put a post-it in. I said, or draw something for them or show them in a certain way. I said, uh, that you love them. I said, look, they're, they're not at the age where they have phones, right? And mm -hmm. he said, no. And I said, but they'll always remember that little note that you stuck in their backpack or their lunchbox. And I said, they le eat lunch every day. So that's like the best, the best place to put a note. Hell, a good night kiss. A good night like, kiss. Like just be consistent for your kids. I have a friend who works like a graveyard shift. Okay. Um, and he's gone before they get home okay. from school mm -hmm. and is home and knocked out before they get up. Oh, for okay. School. So it's kind of like opposites, and they see each other on the weekends. But I'll he, like I'll be damned if he misses a good night kiss. And okay. the kids do say they're yeah we fall asleep, but we always wait for that forehead kiss. Oh. and then they could really like snuggle in and gotcha. And then in the morning, it's funny because he has two girls, and in the morning they get up and he's still sleeping, and they go give him oh. a good a good bike is because they're off to school that and he's still beautiful. sleeping mm -hmm. from his shift right um and that's I what just, i mean about that consistency love mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean he's not there during the day all the time but they know that when he walks in the first thing he does is goes and kisses them like okay have a good night you're safe good and then in the weekends like he's that fun yeah that fun dad and the, one of the last questions he asked me is, I really didn't know how to answer this one because I came from a really strict mom. But he said, he said, Nautica, how much is too much discipline? And I said, I said, look, I said, I don't really have an answer for this one. I said, because my mom raised me, you know, she was Catholic, very, you know, very strict. I said, but I think we need to be better than our parents. Mm -hmm. And I said, especially if you come from my generation, it was like, nah, everything was a no. And you had to try to convince that no into a yes or even a maybe. But how much is too much discipline? I would have known. I'm with you. I, <laughs> I had very strict parents. Yeah. Um, I think that I've seen both sides of that coin, mm -hmm. having very strict parents and having friends go to Catholic school, for example. And as soon as those reins were loosened for college, <laughs> holy hell, like it, they were out like bats out of hell, right? right. Um, and I've also seen the other side where the parents were too fun and it was not enough discipline and they were more of a friend. And now you start making bad decisions and you start trying to discipline those kids and they're like... <laughs> Who the hell are you to tell me anything? You were the one that said it was cool to go out drinking with my friends the one time. And now you're mad because I'm drinking every night. Mm -hmm. like, so I think there has to be a happy medium um, for Mateo. Um, for, for our older boys, I mean, they're very chill boys. Like they weren't party animals or anything. So they they had it easy or we had it easy, I should say. Right. Um, but I think that for Mateo... I've ha I have a pretty happy medium. Okay. Like, I will have fun with you. We will spend time together. I mean, we're always together. Right. Um, but I will have fun. We'll giggle. We'll laugh. We'll joke. 
But the main things that are like I'm gung ho about are mm. manners and respect. Ooh, girl, yes, like, preach. So we can have funs, we can hoo hoo ha ha all day, but you you got to know that I'm the typical line, right? I'm not one of your little friends. Mm-hmm. Like you better respect me and you better respect your elders and you better respect people even your own age. Like mind mind your hands, don't touch people. You know, respect personal space. Like I'm very big on that. And I think it's because, you know, as a kid, I was in situations where my personal space was violated. You know, so it was like, uh-uh, no, we're not raising that ty- those type of boys in our house. No. You know, so those are very hard, hard boundaries. Work ethic, respect, manners. Like just be a good human and everything else and that's what and in closing because we have to go I, I think that's what i was trying to tell michael like listen you're gonna do the best you can as a parent there is no book out there that molds you into how to be a parent but i can tell you that you uh you know you 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 reap what you sow and even though my daughter is off to college now i feel pretty good of how I've raised her and things that I've taught her. And also, I one thing I told him, I said, listen, last thing, even when your kids grow up and they go off to college, you don't stop being their parent and you don't stop worrying. I said, but they have to go into adulting. And that was something that Brooklyn said to me. She was like, I'm going to be adulting now, mom. And I was like, yes, you are. I said, and you're going to fall, but you're going to get back up. And, and she's going to know that that, you know, adulthood is the worst hood you'll ever live in. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, all right. Well, we thank you so very much for listening. You can find us and you can reach us at frequency at gmail.com or all on social media platforms at frequency podcasts. Um, see you later. <laughs>